Why, hello, friends, and welcome back. I uh, hope December's finding everyone well. Um, or, you know, you just, wherever you find yourself at this point, I hope this finds you at a good time. <laughs> but uh, either way, let's talk about something that could be either very good or can go really bad, and that's the dreaded sequel. Hollywood is renowned, and this goes back decades, for, you know, finding a moneymaker and deciding that that's what we need to do and make many of them. Uh, I mean, Saw, Paranormal Activity, these are, they're all Hollywood moneymakers that essentially Hollywood's using, you know, us, what we like and trying to make more of it. But sometimes this can go really, really well. Um, and other times it's a total bore. And this time I'm so excited to say it went well. <laughs> so that's right. Let's take a look at Bride of Reanimator. Urban West is not just your ordinary doctor. Others dare not dream what we are about to do. He intends to make medical history. This is no longer about just reanimating the dead. With the help of Daniel Kane. It's never going to work. She's going to be uncontrollably spastic. And a few select friends. Mr. took my body, but he cannot take my mind. He's about to bring his dream to life. And God created one. Someone old. What's dead is dead. Someone new. It is some kind of joke, right, man? How dare you judge my work? Someone borrowed. Who is she? Someone blue. This morbid doodling with human body parts. Is this what it's all about? Something so shocking. It must be true. Lovecraft's Reanimator 2. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> we are, Dr. Hill. We are. That's right, guys. Um, I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for any of the 80s horror films. And this just, it's so good in it. In so many ways. So let's dive in. Uh, 1990 American horror film and directed by Brian Yuzna. Um, essentially, he was one of the original producers from the first film, Reanimator. Um, and basically, he's going to be taking over the seat of director as well as producer. So some big shoes to fill, not to mention he was uh, assistant on uh, screenplay. Um, but essentially, uh, you know, He's coming off of the film uh, Society, something I haven't covered, but really hope to. It is truly, truly bizarre. Um, and you can see essences of it through, you know, kind of scattered throughout the plot of this one. Um, and of course, this is all based off of H.P. Lovecraft's originally original sterilized story, um, you know, titled Herbert West Reanimator. And essentially, there's a couple other little short stories that comes out from there. But we won't dive into that. But I highly recommend checking them out. Um, I know I certainly am. So um, essentially, this is the sequel to the 1985 Stuart Gordon film, um, which totally it was groundbreaking. It just 
blew everyone's minds to bits. Uh, it was brightly colored with these insane graphic visuals. Um, and I mean, it was just taking the like, traditional Frankenstein story and putting it on its head and giving it this like 80s. So definitely picking up where they left off, but you've got a sequel. You definitely have to top what you've already done. Um, so Brian definitely goes above and beyond that. And we'll, we'll dive into that point where I think he definitely went above. But uh, essentially, we're picking up eight months after the events of the original reanimator. Um, Herbert West, Dan Kane, um, they're both working um, basically down in the Peruvian Civil War. And they're dealing with the chaos and all the battles, and this leads with a lot of casualties to work on. So West is free to experiment with his reanimation uh, agent, but it seems that he's like almost bored of it. It's just not enough for him. Um, so they return home after the war, everything's done, and they're back in Massachusetts at um, Arkham to basically fill their former jobs as doctors at the Miscatatonic University Hospital. <coughs> Pardon me. And of course, they return to the basement laboratory of Kane's house to continue his research, which their house just so happened to be next to a cemetery. So really quick access for body bodies and parts. So of course, Saif pilfering, pilfering through uh, the hospital's morgue, as well as the cemetery next door, Wes uses his reagent and discovers he can reanimate body parts just specific body parts. So he kind of creates this weird little living body part thing um, and decides that with this, he can actually try to reanimate Meg, our, uh, you know, Kane's fiance from the original. And that's actually the only part that remains. So he kind of sweet talks him into reanimating and rebuilding Meg. And Dr. Kane totally seems to be on board. But in the meantime, there seems to be something afoot. So we have not only police officer Leslie Chapman investigating the two of them, bearing a grudge um, from the pair, uh, basically, and, and he's dealing with some of the affected survivors of the previous massacre, where the body of uh, the dean, his daughter Meg, who we previously mentioned, and Dr. Hill were found. It was quite you know, horrific. So he's investigating this where the dead body of his wife happened to be reanimated as well. Um, and he, you know, there's a whole plot afoot kind of deal there. And then not only that, we have Dr. Hill returning, um, thanks to uh, Dr. Wilbur Graves, discovering some of the vial of the reagent and deciding to reanimate his head. Dr. Hill is back and he is crazy as fucking ever. Um, and, uh, just, totally wacky um it's it, it, it just the banter back and forth between those two I, I absolutely adore it it's it's some clever writing so on and on I mean the plots is thickening um as Leslie is investigating things but lo and behold um a previous friend of uh, of Dr. Kane's returns who is uh, Francesca the lovely Italian journalist so she returns comes over one night and she's kind of discovering things with this really awful graphic death of poor Francesca's dog it was pretty brutal um but later when we find that West has reanimated it and can actually shake it's it's truly disturbing uh, what west is is able to do with uh with a dead body sometimes um and uh going on from there of course we have dr kane dealing with his uh his patient gloria um who basically is kind of this metaphor for meg and when she dies this is when west 
is finally able to have his last piece of the puzzle to put everything together, for lack of a better word. But at this point, Doctor or uh, Lieutenant Chapman has basically stumbled upon their entire plan, and they had to reanimate his dead corpse, um, basically to keep things as a cover-up. So they have this zombie stumbling around who can now hear Dr. Hill picking up his orders, and they're also going to try to finally reanimate their new mech. So things are crazy, things are wild, and my plot summary here is not doing it justice. If you haven't seen it already, guys, I highly recommend checking it out. It's, it's just... It's... It's so funny. It's so clever. It's 90 minutes of good, great fun. So we come to our our header, the final ending. And this is when, of course, our bride is reanimated. She's awoken. um, And the process seems to have worked. Although at the same time, Herbert doesn't seem to care too much about female proportions. I do have to admit, she seems gargantuan. Um, And uh, anyways, this is when the bride... um, basically meets Francesca. She's been kind of hiding in the corner um, and uh, ends up this huge cat fight. And there's this kind of funny scene where West comments that our girl is superior. It's kind of, it's so silly. It's ridiculous. Um, but basically this is when Kane decides, you know, he's not in love with the bride. He's in love with Francesca and heartbroken. She rips out her heart and essentially just totally begins to disintegrate. Uh, West ends up diagnosing the issue as uh, tissue rejection. Um, it's, it's insane. She ends up like totally bursting, uh, you know, holding onto her own heart. And, um, this is where we, you know, just when I thought things were getting wacky and totally wild things, this is where, as a sequel, they totally go above and beyond. So Dr. Hill appears um, and basically forces Wes, Kane, and Francesca to retreat through a wall of the lab into the neighboring cemetery. Um, but this is when we discover all of West's prior test subjects. And like I said, this is fucking gruesome. I mean, we have a guy who's like just four feet in a head. Um, you know, it's just severed body parts stitched together in the most absurd fashion. One of which that really creeped me out was the two-faced person that could like just spin around it was another face you know there was no back it's just ah so crazy um but anyways they all come together and this is basically where herbert from what we see looks to meet his end um basically being held under the unstable building which collapses on top of him trapping himself as well as hill who basically spends his time just screaming out absurdities um and uh luckily though our keen and francesca managed to escape through the debris um hill stuck laughing maniacally and we're left with the image of megan's heart left in the bride's hands and it's still beating um i just I really adored this film. I just thought it was good fun. I mean, it's not an Oscar winner by any any means. Although I do feel that Jeffrey Combs as Dr. Herbert West, he deserves an Oscar. He is like best supporting actor. It is friggin' insane, the character he creates. Um, and this is why he mean, you know, I maintain him as one of my top 10 like favorite horror icons. Uh, Bruce Abbott returns as Dr. Kane. Seems more neurotic. Might be the loss of Meg. Um... But the the hair, I don't know. I, I just kept getting lost in it. Um, of course, we see some new and returning faces. I mean, it, with this film, it's pretty interesting. Um, all when you get these guys together, they just you can tell they're having they're having a good time and they're definitely having fun. At the same time, totally working, which you know 
could you ask for any more? <laughs> um, or basically ask for a better life. Uh, of course, David Gale, I've got to give him credit as Dr. Hill just being a fucking head and especially the floating bat head at the end. It is just absurd. It, it's so wacky. And I'm just, I'm so glad he said yes to returning. Or unlike Meg, um, doing some research, found out that at this point she was basically a little too big to come into a, uh, a sequel kind of B rated horror movie. In fact, her agent told her not to do it. It was below her. So, um, but funny enough, she still ended up doing the film chopping mall, <laughs> but, uh, either way, I'm glad they kind of lost her cause it created this nice sequel that didn't like immediately pick up where the last film left off. Um, we get kind of this neat tie in that actually sort of shows a little glimmer into one of another, one of the short stories of Lovecraft, um, where West is in the battlefront. I mean, it's the perfect place to find bodies. So I, I just, I thought it was pretty clever how they were able to take a bad thing and turn it into something really good. And I mean, for every character in this film, they are all just brutally insane. Um, and, at the same time, hysterically cynical. Um, so I think that's why I just, I found this such, such good fun. Um, and essentially with production, um, the sequel involving Dan taking, Dan taking a job at the building, a building and being a superintendent, um, basically continuing to work on Meg's body at night, the government agents discover his whereabouts, um, and they plan to take him to the white house. Um, this totally kind of got dropped. It was another sequel idea they had. Um, Herbert West in or House of the Reanimator, and it was basically Herbert and Dan reuniting to reanimate the president. A little bit taboo, um, as well as they were thinking about doing a little island reanimator, um, where basically it was like an island of crazy animals, but might lead a little bit into I believe the film's the island of Doctor Munis. I think something like that is quite peculiar old film from the 50s of course though it, there is the true sequel which is beyond reanimator which i hope to check out shortly i mean if this sequel is good i really really hope that they can continue that into the third <clears throat> and sadly this is not holding a good review um i mean we're looking at 44 solid percent on rotten tomatoes so guys i highly recommend check it out and leave a better review because it this film deserves better than that. I mean, it's silly. It's fun. Um, the performance of Jeffrey Combs is unlike any other. Um, but I mean, I guess from, it does suffer a little lack of cohesiveness and, and essentially just undetermined character motivation in some points. Like, like I said, Dan, he seems a little out of it, but at the same time, I definitely feel it is just great, good fun. And I just, definitely recommend checking it out. I mean, we're keeping with the original, the vibrant colors, some of our favorite characters, you know, returning. Um, and I mean, do I think this film is better than the original? No, it definitely, definitely doesn't come anywhere close. But if you've got 90 minutes and you're looking for some good gory fun, I definitely recommend putting this, this one in. I mean, some of the um, special effects in this are un fucking believable they spent so much with like clamation and animatronics trying to make sure things moved and mimicked human bodies but then there comes the dr hill bat head on the green screen which i mean i get it it's new it's new technology they're trying it but it's kind of took me away in that moment and i think that's where i'm i'm where i'm deducting points on this review so personally wrapping everything up if you're looking for a serious frankenstein film 
find yourself a classic that's trying to mimic our our story of Mary Shelley. But if you're looking for good fun, um, you know, that's not afraid to basically tell you the straight truth about the gruesome details of reanimating dead flesh, go watch this movie. Um, so guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope you all are, you know, relaxing yet maintaining civil calm towards this holiday mania and um, definitely, you know, wishing you all the best as we quickly rush into this holiday season. <clears throat> that being said, you know, if you're looking for something cool uh, for that last minute person on your list, definitely recommend checking out my friends at Etsy, Beardly.Designs, and of course, Bogue and Bean. They've got some great holiday uh, holiday gifts for those, uh, those um, individuals that you have a little bit of a harder time shopping for. And um, guys, if you want to follow what antics I'm up to, definitely follow me on Instagram and Twitter. If you liked what you heard, leave a review. Um, this helps others hear my annoying voice and, you know, spread the, the cheer that is horror. And um, as always, guys, keep calm, stay creepy.